There's a pretty nice view from Mountain Bill. I said Kathleen MacArthur to her friend Judith Wright on a bright summer's day. And I don't know about you, but my greatest fears are that someone will take all this beauty away. So let's fight, oh let's fight for it. I say. People's Protest, The Fight for Kalula, a lunch hour theatre script by Kathleen MacArthur. In 1953, in company with Judith and little Meredith McKinney, Kathleen stood on the top of Mount Tinbirwa, behind Noosa, looking out over the white-edged arrowhead of land that has Laguna Bay on its right and Wide Bay to the left. It was inviting, and they wanted to get a closer look. They took a trip to the Upper Noosa River with Mr Harms and walked through the bush to the freshwater lake Kalula and another trip across Lake Katharaba, walking down the Tiwa track to Laguna Bay Beach and up the beach to see the coloured sands. It was great wildflower country in addition to having a fascinating system of sand mass with related rivers and lakes. It would make a unique national park. Judith took the idea to Romeo Lay of the National Parks Association, who told her it was not threatened in any way, so not a priority. Ah, if he had but known, the Mineral Sands prospectors were already circling. The 60s was the decade that shook the world. Rachel Carson's book, Silent Spring, was published, waking the world to the dangers of pesticides, French students rioted in the streets of Paris, urging their government not to compromise on behalf of the earth. What we needed was a people's protest to remind the PM that... You have no authority to do so! We took it upon ourselves to take the lead and set up the Wildlife Preservation Society of Queensland. Almost immediately, questions started flooding in. Should the Gold Coast wetlands be sprayed by toxic chemicals for mosquito control? With our new title, we were expected to supply the answers. Knowing our state government of the day wouldn't have had a clue on such matters, we asked a senior scientist. Can you imagine our shock with his reply? You'll just have to wait and see. Not being known for my patience, I contacted the Massachusetts Audubon Society, an old 19th century conservation group. They were way ahead with wetlands ecology and coastal management. Their east coast had problems that were similar to ours, and at least they were working on them. The next project that the WPSQ took on took a bigger stage. In 1953, they'd tried to get Kalula listed as a national park only to discover the conservation trend did not encompass open forest and wildflowers. Rainforests were the Cinderella in this state. While the public was distracted visiting rainforests, there was a team of miners who were prospecting sand at Kalula. Like termites silently working away in the dark. As wildlife warriors, we needed to act... We had heard about the success of a humble postcard campaign from the United States that swamped the Congress with truckloads of mail from huge numbers of citizens from all states. 
Immediately, we could see the obvious potential. Kalula postcards would become Caloundra's very own marathon campaign, built on a shoestring budget by growing and selling native plants. Our postcard read... The Honourable Johannes Bielke Peterson, MLA, Premier and Minister for State Development. Your government's failure to declare the whole of Kalula a national park in the face of mounting pressure is deplorable. The only acceptable use for this unique wilderness is its immediate dedication as a national park. We got lists of every natural history organisation in Australia, adding them to the names and addresses of friends, and friends of friends, and their friends. Five cards, one brochure and a letter slipped into an unsealed envelope, complete with a five-cent stamp for return. The rest was up to the mistress of Midium. The Kalula A Scandal campaign took off like a hot air balloon. Kalula must be saved, and the Queensland Government, instead of encouraging proposals leading to the destruction of its unique landscape, should be far-sighted enough to condemn such unnecessary exploitation. Kalula is a triangular island complex of wildflower heaths, giant dunes, rainforests, freshwater lakes and the Tiwa-coloured sands. These are an Australian heritage which belongs rightfully and should belong for all time to the people of Queensland and of Australia. Here's what the government said. The Minister for Mines has told us... Where there is mineral, it is our duty to encourage its extraction. This industry is presently in its infancy and with orderly development will, in the next ten years, expand tenfold. Speaking in Parliament, the Minister said... I can assure my honourable members that if one gets into the centre of eight acres of scrub, one sees just as much as it is possible to see from the centre of a 48,000 acre area of scrub. I would rather see an attractive orchard laid out by man than scrub left standing. Here's what the scientists said. Dr LJ Webb of the Rainforest Ecology Section of the CSIRO. In springtime, these sclerophyll heaths and wildflower downs provide a spectacle of floral beauty not far behind that of the ecologically related and justly famous wildflower heaths of southwestern Australia. Dr P.W. Whitehouse, consulting geologist. The varied high sand dunes of eastern Queensland with their vividly coloured layers are unique. Mr J.E. Coldrake of the Division of Tropical Pastures of the CSIRL. It is the heath and heath woodland communities of the Kalula area which are so valuable ecologically. They're still in a truly virginal state and offer such scope for research. The dunes of Kalula are giant dunes, rising in places to 750 feet. In between these giant sand ridges, there are depressions which are themselves 450 feet above sea level. It is these depressions that carry the rainforests, while dry, sclerophyll forests with magnificent trees occupy the ridges. No research whatsoever has been carried out on the stabilisation of such masses of sand, which would be quite unstable once their vegetation mass was removed. I managed this national people's protest virtually on my own. Letters of encouragement, requests for more cards. Send cards. Send five cards. Send 500 more cards. 
Some simply sent cash donations, which proved handy when we were summoned to face the mining warden in his gimpy court. Barristers aren't usually volunteers. But then there was a hiccup. The Premier announced that there would be a national park in Kalula. Kathleen was being congratulated and given champagne. Many people were taken in, but not her. Oh no, I wasn't falling for it. A couple of years earlier, when some vacant crown land at Koroiba was being cleared for no good reason, there had been a similar stunt. Less than a quarter of the block was listed for a small national park and the remainder allotted as grazing land to run cattle. I knew that this would be the likely fate of the Kalula. We tell you, Mr Minister, before the axe goes through, if you do to Kalula what you say you're going to do, and desecrate a wonderland to please a wealthy few, we tell you, Mr Minister, we will not vote for you. Don't destroy Kalula, beautiful Kalula. Don't destroy Kalula on the sunny sunshine coast. What could be more sinister and what could be more sad than to mutilate Kalula just to make a few men glad? It really would be terrible, it really would be sad. To mutilate Kalula would make many people mad. Don't destroy Kalula, beautiful don't destroy Kalula on the sunny sunshine coast. Hear reason, Mr. Minister, we'll give you what is due. We know the final say is yours to ban or let it through. We ask you, Mr. Minister, our cause is just and true. If you destroy Kalula, then how could we vote for you? Don't destroy Kalula, beautiful Kalula. Don't destroy Kalula on the sunny sunshine coast. Don't destroy Kalula, beautiful Kalula. Don't destroy Kalula on the sunny sunshine coast. I got busy on the second postcard campaign, pushing for all of Kalula to be a national park. On entering the mining warden's office, the first person to greet Kathleen was Ned, the miners' barrister, a family friend, making up for the unfriendliness of the locals. The case was heard over five days. It was mostly dreary, except for a few silent giggles. We enjoyed listening to witnesses trying to sound knowledgeable about nature and wild fauna and flora when they didn't have a clue. Our efforts paid off, with the support of a nation behind us, we won the day. Kalula wasn't to be mined. The Australian newspaper ran an article and reported us as... The most militant conservation cell in Australia. A title we proudly wore. This telegram topped it off. Kathleen MacArthur, congratulations and sincere thanks. You can join the ranks of Leahy Collins and Judge Cornelius Hedges. Signed, The Groom Family. The Groom family were responsible for establishing the Binnaburra Lodge in the Lamington National Park. Leigh and Collins pioneered the establishment of national parks in Queensland. And here follows a brief on Judge Cornelius Hedges. The idea of a permanent public reserve was discussed over a campfire one night in 1870. At 
the confluence of the Firehole and Gibbon Rivers. One of the explorers, Judge Cornelius Hedges, later wrote a newspaper article on the subject. The idea generated support, and it was only two years later that President Grant of the United States signed a little debated and little understood Yellowstone Park Bill, providing that more than two million acres be dedicated and set apart as a public park for the pleasure, benefit and enjoyment of the people. Two million acres of space? So now you know why I had to tell you this story. So Kathleen MacArthur and a few of her friends formed an activist cell. It was the best of its kind, yeah, their direct action worked well. Yeah, it worked very well. Peterson was a premier back then It was long before texting or emails began He cared more for the mines than he did for the land So Kathleen created postcards to send With a delicate flower and a brutal demand It took 15,000 cards to change his mind it was a long, long struggle, and they finally broke him in 73. And Kalula was saved for you and for me. Now this story ends happy, but others may not. They're still greedy miners who want what we've got. So let's not forget the lessons we've learned. From Kathleen MacArthur and her poet friend Who saw an injustice and fought till it ended It's time, yeah, it's time for hope to return This podcast series was produced by the Sunshine Coast Council Heritage Library with the support of a strategic priority grant from the State Library of Queensland. This series was produced in 2022 and may not be reproduced for any commercial or non-commercial interest.